You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. You are listening to the 9ES. Scott, what are we talking about today? Hitting the boys with the shoes. Washington Monuments. The Smithsonian Museums. A new Top Gun. Dogfighting. And jets. And air war. We talk about deep space fun times. <laughs> then we move to the Foo Fighters 4th of July concert. Scott shits on Joan Jett again and again. Fuck that. <laughs> then we talk about Primus and how you only kind of get it in the 90s. Then we talk about how sometimes bands should probably stop making music. And finally, we come up with a master plan to make Rivers Cuomo's life bad to make his music good. All this and more. With your shoe. Hit me. Is that where we're starting? Is that the that's, opener? That's what we're opening. You want to open on with C- Cassandra? Cassandra, you hit me with your shoe. It's. I don't even know if we are allowed to laugh at it. Yeah, like, we are. But it might that's have the been. the funniest fucking thing in the so, universe. It might have been something serious before that point. Yeah, d- literally before that moment, she was like, the cops are going to come and they're going to do what they're going to do. And then he's like, Cassandra, you hit me with your shoe. We were in Washington, and there was a right. couple having a squabble. Yes, outside of a club at 1.30 in the morning on Maybe July later. 4th. Might have been closer to 2. Might have been closer to 2. Yeah, 1.30. I think, do clubs shut down at 2 in Washington? Do uh, you know this? There was a huge lineup at 1.30, so I, I really doubt it. Clubs go all night at Washington? Washington listeners, yeah. chime in. Report, report back <laughs> in, because we're honestly curious. But anyway, so yeah, so like at, at the time where things do become a mess... At yeah. the clubs mm-hmm. and whatnot. And people get into squabbles and stumble drunkenly into and, the streets. And this, to and this I, I presume, <laughs> a lover's quarrel. Yeah. And two drunken people and whatever. And then the guy in the calmest voice. So calm. Cassandra, you hit me with a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> there's like six of us there and we're all like... <laughs> we're like, do not laugh. Not, do not, do not laugh. laugh. There's like a bit of a like half circle kind of around people. Like people yeah. being like... Uh, like, do we break this up, or is it just yeah, like an yeah, argument? Yeah. It was serious. Is it, is it something else, or whatever? Like, <laughs> Did oh, you break man. it up? No, no we just no, kept no, no. on walking. At, wh- while it was happening, yeah, like, the, the guy, guy got assaulted. You could have helped him yeah, out. Yeah, she, she was, I think, more out of it than he was. Yeah, yeah, she was she was the like the out of control one. And yeah, exactly. He was, he was yeah. like main. He, that's he what I'm saying. He didn't even have like his yeah. hand on her. Like he didn't even. Like, the dude got assaulted. The girl was out of control. Yeah, and y'all just walked away. Well, no, but they weren't touching each other. No, no, they no. weren't like up in like up in each other's grill. They oh, were just man. they were just arguing. That yeah. dude is gonna get murdered. <laughs> He's gonna well, get or, murdered. Or maybe with somewhere. With a shoe. Yeah, Cassandra is hitting other boys with shoes. I, I don't know. I hope she is. I hope she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's an introduction to us being in Washington. Yeah, we were in DC, Washington all weekend, and not, um, not I, not you. Please tell me what happened can, in Washington. You can soundboard off of what happened in Washington. I think bum, it, bum, I think bum. it's interesting, and it's totally like uh, it's like media stuff that's going on. We went to see a show. Well, okay, do we, we do it in chronological order? We could do that. We said the monuments and things. We got into Washington. Nobody gives that's a shit not about a not a thing. I thought it was kind of interesting. Not everybody's been to the monuments. Okay, you saw you saw the War Memorial. Yeah, so, uh, the three war of them. Memorial? I think multiple World War Two, Korea, yeah. and Vietnam. They're like yeah. that whole section there. It's all like yeah, all the war memorials. They're all around that big. Water that uh, Forrest Gump jumps in to talk to Jenny. Yep. The big old statue <laughs> of Abraham. The reflection pole. Big old giant stone Abraham. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to go up the stairs. The big... The one that Cobra Commander often will carve into his own likeness. Right. Whenever episodes. he takes over. Yeah. You know, I honestly understand that desire. That that statue <laughs> is very, like... <laughs> it's, 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 impo- it's like serious business, you know? Probably like, the yeah. most, like, impressive yeah. statue of a guy... <laughs> like I've ever seen. Like, yeah, and I've seen the David. <laughs> like, sure, and, and like tons and tons of different statues of people, like emperors, whatever, all across. Like you go, yeah, like you've been to the London, the, yeah, the, London Museum. The, the Met in New York. I've been to Greece, like all of them, whatever. This is the most impressive, imposing, and like the building that it's full housed of reverence. In. Yeah, like it's just like you have to go up so many stairs. Then he's behind columns. Then there's his like declarations carved in stone beside him, and all that stuff. And you're like. 
just just as a little co comparison, the Taj Mahal is a gigantic like crypt built for one one girl, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this big fancy fucking building with just like one sarcophagus in the center, right? It it I felt it like not not the same type of reverence, but there was like that level. Like we built this building and filled it with a thing just for one person. That's yeah. how important we think this was. Hmm. And then you go and you read is like, you know, everybody jokes about the like four score and seven years ago, blah, blah, you know, yeah. like that, that, like that whole thing is like scripted out on the yeah. wall. And it's like better. Like I'd never fucking heard, you know, it's not like you have a recording of it or whatever, but like I went in and you read it. It's like, this is a super well-spoken, well-written, well-thought out dude. I would have loved to have heard him well, talk. That, about. that was like his whole thing. Right? Yeah. He yeah, was yeah. a brilliant spokesman. And that's why. Well, he was mission like, accomplished he, monument. And he was like a hundred feet tall. Oh yeah. And made of marble. And made of marble. And that was. <laughs> My understanding is how does he get to Mars? That's the real question. Oh. In a rocket. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how you get to Mars. Does he, does he become the king of Mars? I think he does. It's heavily implied that he is the king of Mars. Or at least yes. some sort of a ruler of Mars. Yeah. Right? Because his penny is worth a lot. We're talking yeah. about Adventure Time, right? Yes. Now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We've shifted gears a little bit. <laughs> Only slightly though. Exactly, because he gives it he gives up. Does he give him his life or his kingdom? He gives up his life, his, his immortality, yes. to bring Finn back? Yeah. Something like that. And he gives it to the magic man, I want to say. But did he ever... Because he's like, you never bet against Abraham Lincoln. He's like, I'll bet you my lucky penny. And he's like... <laughs> <gasps> yeah. yeah, exactly. But did he ever really get together with Joan of Arc? Did he, though? I feel like they froze right before that know. possibly ever happened. On a very special episode. <laughs> cool. But anyway, yeah, the monuments are super yep. cool. And... Yep. Um, the Washington Monument, you want to comment on that? It's a big obelisk. Obelisk in the middle of the city yep. that I guess is visible from the president's house. Not a lot of new obelisks going up. Do we ever figure out if it was, maybe Scott knows. Uh -huh. it, was that built by America or was it gifted to them from someone else? I'm going to guess and say it was American. Okay. Uh, really? Like the Statue of Liberty was a gift. Yeah, yep. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. By America's favorite partner, France. France. Yeah. The God. country they loved so much, they took them out of French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Poured wine down the alleyway. Yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah, no, and uh, the other one, I mean, it was kind of interesting. The, the Vietnam War Memorial was really mm. scary. I don't know if you have been or know what it is, kind of like. I've seen War. it. I have not seen it in person. Okay. But, like, the walking more. past it, because it's, it's all the deaths in chronological order, right? So yeah. it's like, it's like, it starts off as this, like, narrow band of names and then as you're, like, walking, you kind of, like, you go downwards, and the wall beside you gets, like, higher and higher and higher yeah. and higher as you're, like, going through the names, and you're, like, Jesus Christ, this war was fucked. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, as a monument, it does a great job of just reinforcing your, like, this was really, really, really fucked up. Like, Upon completion, mm -hmm. the Washington Monument was the world's tallest structure, a title previously held by the Colon Cathedral. The monument held its designation until 1889 huh. when the Eiffel Tower was completed in Paris, France. I think it like was, that. in fact, built by Americans and is, to this day, the world's tallest stone structure and the world's tallest obelisk. Huh. Tallest stone structure? It's taller than the pyramids? I guess uh, that's what it says. It's really tall. Like, you, I don't know if, you, if you've been there. It's very tall. It's like you, you have in your head this like obelisk at the Washington whatever. But like when, it, when this thing is often put in pictures, you have the pool in front and then the obelisk yeah, right yeah. behind it, which gives this nice like setting. And, and, and the obelisk is like way far away. That pool is huge. So you lose a sense of the scale. Like when you're underneath that thing, it is fucking yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really big. Yeah. And also it's like this thing where it's like it's on a hill and there's yeah. nothing around it. So it's like it feels like taller than a skyscraper when you yeah. look at it. 170 meters. Yeah. Speaking of really tall things, you're yes. talking about big statues. Have you heard of that giant statue that the Russians built? The one of the, the freestanding liberty thing? woman? The chick with the sword. and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. How it's like seven times taller than the Statue of Liberty? Like yes. it's, it's just colossal. Why don't we do more like of that? Building big old statues. Fantasy and levels. And arches. Remember how, how like, popular those were? Rock Napoleon shows up. He's like, I did something cool. Boom. Triumphant arch. Do you remember that McDonald's that we saw on the road where there was just a one single arch. giant gold arch? Was it actually a McDonald's? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just one. Imagine that. Just like an upside down U. Welcome yeah. to McDonald's. What did you do wrong there, McDonald's? <laughs> a big golden arch. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I thought it was kind of cool. It was okay. also cool to see uh, the Korean War Memorial because yeah. my, dad, my dad, my granddad, my granddad fought there. And mm -hmm. I was like, huh. That's I'll just watch a documentary on the Korean War. Yeah. yeah. It's like often overshadowed by Vietnam, but it was also a pretty fucked up war. Yep. Like... <laughs> Like, it was just, not a lot of people think of Korea the way 
people think of like Vietnam, but it was like close in terms of just like weird. It was just fucked full up. of all kinds of subterfuge too. Yeah, exactly. Like, Russians were fighting, just providing weaponry to one side. But like yeah. they they were absolutely supposed to disavow any involvement. So yeah. when they gave all the MIGs over, the first jet powered fighter craft, mm-hmm. uh, Russians were supposed to be speaking. They had like little papers that had all the Korean words. <laughs> <laughs> until what time they entered combat and they were just like I can't no I've got to speak Russian now because <laughs> wow. things got really serious you just, like them speaking in like choppy Korean over the air radios to be like we are so sneaky <laughs> 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 like, it's just thick Russian accent speaking yeah. terrible but, but Korean they were like, over the head you're like no it checks out they're Korean yeah. guys <laughs> But but they were like instructed to to avoid capture at all costs, right. kind of thing. If they got shot down, they were not international getting, deal. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Because it was just dancing around the whole. Who, they were just who, like this was World War Three. Yeah, was like World War Three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just right on the edge there. And then they talked about all the the jet fighters. And that was that first time that um, jet engines were used in fighter aircraft. Huh. Mm-hmm. In actual combat, because the Germans had developed it and the British had developed it, but n- they weren't actually put into production for combat in World War II. Hmm. And then the MiG showed up, and they were just like, yay, our Air Force is great. Whoosh. What was that? Boom. Oh, God. <laughs> we are fucked. Yeah, our yeah. bombers just got shot down. <laughs> yeah, because they were still running, like, engine planes, right? Yeah, they were like, running props. I feel like, like we, props, Keith and I should planes. both have clever anecdotes about this status. I was going to say, we were just at yeah. the Air and we were, Space We were at the Air and Space Smithsonian. <clears throat> turbines. And, yeah. Not props. They were like turbine engines, but not not, not jet jets. <laughs> they were not yeah, yeah. jets yet. But, but it so. was so big. Like, no, but I the bombers were all props. Some of them were props. Yeah, 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 World yeah. War Two. Yeah, bombers. Yes, the B seventeens and stuff. Right? A lot of the fighter planes. Because we, we went to the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Right. So you must have seen all kinds of these cool. Not as many jets. Tons of no. tons of fighter planes from not World War One, World War Two. They II. must have had a F fourteen Tomcat. They must have. There was a jet. I don't know. Man. The, yeah, we right, might have missed it. The, the, the Top Gun jet. Yeah, yeah, they had. If, they? if it wasn't a Tomhawk, uh, Tomcat, it might have been a. What's the other one? The F sixteen. F sixteen. Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't the but Tomcat. Speaking of Top Gun, what? they're making a new Top Gun. Dude, they, Top is, Gun. It, is it a reboot? Uh, it's not a reboot. Uh, uh, Maverick is going to be in it. The is it going to be a new character? Amazing. No, no, it's going to be. It's going to be Tom, Tom Hardy as Max. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be Tom Cruise, and uh-huh. it's going to have to do with. The last vestiges of dogfighting. Crazy. And in the modern world, dogfighting just doesn't really happen. And it's going to be planes too fast and drones too cheap. Speaking uh, of dogfighting, we're going to talk about dogfighting and like its birth. And like while we're looking at the air and space thing, it's fucking shitty. (laughs) Especially in World War I when they were like, there were. (laughs) So this is great. And by great, I mean terrifying. But like, as like the death toll, like, because. <clears throat> dogfighting was basically it had nothing to do with the war but it was everything about we don't want them to be able to get behind enemy lines and get like accurate pictures. readings on pictures and whatever of behind right. enemy lines so it was like it wasn't really about killing the other man it was about making sure he didn't get that intel yeah. so it was like this whole other war that had nothing to do with it like you, they never captured land they weren't bombing in World War One. they weren't doing anything they were just like mm-hmm. these guys like flying they're like Oh shit! There's a bad guy. Bang, 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 bang. Like just like shoot at them, you know. So also, the the viewer might have missed that, but you used a hand motion to be like bang, bang, bang. Like it was a mounted thing. I think the very first dogfights, it was like handheld guns, pistols, machine guns. Yeah, but yeah. In fact, that was like the first. It was literally if someone took out a handheld gun and shot the other guy because they used to just like the the two pilots would just like fly past (laughs) each other to be like, I'm going to take pictures of your thing. You're going to take pictures of my thing, and they're like, Hello. There is nothing. (laughs) There is nothing we can do. Like in this situation, <laughs> our planes are made of paper. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, but then it became so important to make sure that they weren't getting this intel that they started like throwing people into planes without any sort of formal training because it was like an all the way new Come thing on. that like they got five hours. <laughs> exactly. Five hours. <laughs> five hours. You, with you're handling that motorcycle pretty well. Thanks. I used to have one back home. You're yep. flying a plane now. Well, that <laughs> wait what? what? That, that's pretty impressive <laughs> like because they the were sky? like people who have never driven motor vehicles before would find themselves in pilots. And, like, <laughs> yeah. That's what it says. Like fuck motorcycles, fuck cars. Just like I've never driven a thing into the sky. I go and they were like, I can be a pilot, guys. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. And then and then to make it even fucking more shitty. They're like takeoffs and flying are like pretty easy, landing is not. So they were like, <laughs> and tons of them just died landing because like, fucking landing is hard. <laughs> like, just, I was like, oh my god! I was like, this is the most like 
ill-conceived. So they also had one of the, the very early British fighters where the, the Germans had figured out how to make uh, the gun Machine go through guns the prop, right? yeah. and not shoot off the prop, but the British hadn't figured that out. So they completely reversed the design of their, of their early planes where they had like a cockpit in the front and then right behind it, a gigantic gas tank. Behind that, a whirling propeller that, that, that blew backwards. And then just to their sides, all of their ammo. So like, <laughs> like this was not popular up. with the pilots yeah. <laughs> because crash landings would often prove fatal. Like, right. Lots of other planes, you would have a chance to like, eh, crash and like because they weren't going super fast. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like as long as you can like, even if you can kind of like land on some bumpy shit and like, and like put your tail down and maybe and fuck and up your plane a little bit, but hey, I walked away. away. But you're like, oh shit, I kind of crashed and then got reamed with a gas tank and a <laughs> propeller and my bullets. Boom. <laughs> 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 Goddamn! Yeah, they're just like not popular with the pilots. Like, just there's a there's a documentary on Netflix now called World War One from Above, huh. where they just uh, uncovered half a million photographic glass plates. Wow, um, of like the trenches and no man's land, but and like taken from from airplanes. From airplanes, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and they were like, oh yeah, we just oh yeah, there those those are there, right? World War One from above? Yeah. Kick ass. It's super cool. And if you've listened to Hardcore History, yeah. you're just like, holy fuck, that is a lot of digging. Yeah. And and yeah. when he talks about like the blasted lands with the re- the craters and the Martian landscape kind of if thing. If I remember correctly, inspired Mordor. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. But it's it's hard to picture like a place full of craters, right? Right. Like you look at the moon and you're like, oh, that, but it's not. Yeah. People don't live there. These pictures are like, or do they? They, they really, they really paint. Pretty sure the lizard people have a right. base up there. That's the other thing that's crazy mm-hmm. about airplanes, <laughs> is how quickly they advanced. When you're like yeah. 1903, you're like bicycle thing, and then you're like, you look at the biplanes in like World War. Ten years, the Red Baron. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Whoa, and then like 30 years later, or not even. When was the first? The supersonic jet, 1932? Something like that. It was like They the had it up there, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. That, they yeah. had the first supersonic jet, yeah. and it was like in the 30s. Like, 1944, the Germans have built jet engines. And then, and, then yeah, a, exactly. and then a quick 44, a quick 15 years later, they're talking about going to the moon, and nine then years they did after it. that, they did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, holy shit, this happened fast. And then we just kind of slowed down. Well, <laughs> yes and no. Like, you could argue Drones. That Drones like, are pretty cool. Sure. Well, also, the like, stealth bomber is a pretty big advancement. Likewise, we have, like... Oh, the SR-71 Blackbird. D- and the read about... Read about the Blackbird. If if you've got a couple minutes and you like reading Wikipedia, yep. just type in SR-71 Blackbird into Wikipedia because that everything about that sounds like sci-fi. Or the Avro Arrow. Yeah. If you've read anything about that. The good old Avro Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Avro, you know, it's Canadian, part of yep. our heritage, sure. But the Blackbird just looks so much cooler. Well, but it I love fucking, that plane. But it like, came way after. The, the, the Blackbird is like 10. Blackbird's early 80s? No, no. It late 70s? Late 60s. Late sixties. That the thing is, I don't know. It was like science it. fiction. Yes, sir. It was like a, give me a fact. I don't know anything about that thing. It flew from New York to L.A. in like an hour and a half. Okay, for a plane that was built in the sixties, like, and what, it was designed as a fighter plane. It was designed stealth plane. Designed okay. as a, stealth in so fast that it was moving faster than radar could track it. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, they're like, it's like, the stealth bomber. It's It had like a, a profile that was supposed to reflect less radar, but right. it wasn't actually like the stealth bomber where it just absorbed mm-hmm. um, radar stuff. But they were just like, it, it could outrun the rockets that the other p- fighter plants were shooting at it. Like it was just <laughs> so fast. Right. Uh, well, what happened to it? The fight, it, oh, it only was retired in 1998. Wow. Like it was still a, like, a usable... Military vehicle. Yeah, right. exactly. So... First flight was 1964, introduced into the military 1964. in 1966. Right. Let's look up the Avro Arrow. That pl- is it, like is just it reading everything like about propaganda it. and stuff. Like I, I always get mixed up stories about the Avro Arrow, but from what I understand, it was like a Canadian engineered or designed plane that could fly circles around everything the Americans had, and then it, it was like set to go into production, and the Americans were like, "Do not build those planes because they would invalidate our entire air force." Right. And then yep. it didn't. Predated the Blackbird by six years. The Avro. The Avro. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. First first flight was 1958. And then it was canceled in 1959. Right. So Everything I know about it, I know from Dan Aykroyd. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So well, if he brought us the Crystal Skull Vodka, I don't think you should... I don't know. I'm not it. saying that is a bad thing. Okay, I'm just okay. saying... Good, 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 good. My, my knowledge is limited to Dan Aykroyd-related news. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it was abruptly halted before the product review had taken place, sparking long and bitter political debates. So it was like, 
It just got like held up in technological thing and then was canceled. Like it was not even for a reason. Like it well, was just that might be what well, it says there. Political debates. If you read yeah. into it, it's like the the. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. but but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like they didn't even like cover it up, being like unsafe jets or like whatever. Like yeah. they were just, just like, nah, they just tied it up in red tape, and yeah. Yeah. that the, was that. Like, the arrow totally looks like something that Hal Jordan would have been flying before. Oh yeah, for he sure. He found the green lantern mm-hmm. ring. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about the concert. Or no, we're going to keep going on about planes. Planes <laughs> in space. <laughs> we could do space. Uh, yeah, space was pretty fun. You had your mind. With what? Well, by Neil deGrasse Tyson? By Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. Well, it was stuff that I had known, but it was yeah. like all put together so eloquently by Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Talking about the dark universe, we went to go see a big dome planetarium show as narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson, which felt like really like... Was a he actually there? Did they it was like it a half hour. Head. It wasn't... I mean... What? The whole show was like a half hour long, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's, but that's yeah. how but long... That's, that's planetarium shows. That's planetarium yeah. shows are like okay. half an hour. Narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson. He wasn't yeah. actually there. That would have been actually... Money back. Money back. Give it to me. But yeah, and yeah, we talked about space, <laughs> and specifically that five percent of it is measurable, observable matter, and, and the rest is twenty percent is dark matter. Yep, and then seventy-five percent of it is dark energy. And What's like, dark energy? Don't know. Don't know. But you're like the universe is expanding outwards in every direction, equally all the time, away from everything. Yep. So the tremendous amount of force to make that possible needs to exist, <laughs> like. Or come from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It comes from somewhere, and that's, like, this near infinite, at least by measurable standards, like, so much more powerful than anything we could ever hope to measure. Right. To be continually expanding the universe in all directions all the time. They're like, it's got to be massive. So 75% of it is probably this energy. Right. And then the other 20% is dark matter, which I guess... Might even be the same thing, and like or like different. It's probably related somehow, but we have no no exactly. way to know. And dark that, matter. That, that's where like you look at the galaxies and you say, you know, there's this amount of of mass inside of a galaxy, and then that amount of mass should generate this amount of gravity, and that amount of gravity is insufficient to hold the galaxy together. So or, or what is that extra? Would alter its behavior drastically, where you see some of the like the like the way things are revolving around each other. You're like, there's just not enough thing to do that. Right. They'd all fly. Everything would fly apart. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. they're like. So there needs to be another force. That's moving galaxies around, right? Yeah. Like it's not magnets, probably, man. <laughs> Fucking nobody knows how those work. So yeah, it was kind of kind of cool. Yep. That uh, just classic planetarium stuff felt super, super fun. It's coming here, Walter informed me. Really? That the Dark Universe, just that same show? Yeah, is going to really? be uh, is going to be at the uh, the planetarium in Montreal. Got to see space things, landing capsules. Yeah, that was super those cool. were so like the teeny tiny capsule they spent eighty four days in three guys. So garbagey. Like right now, yeah. sitting on my L couch. Yes, we have significantly more room <laughs> than these astronauts <laughs> spent eighty four days in. Which which flight? Which mission? Uh, was it one of the Gemini's? It was one of the ones where like the capsule was like on top of the rocket, and the rocket didn't actually have like a ton of space in it because typically you'd have like the capsule section. And then there'd be, like, the part that they could go into, and then they would detach from that and then come down. The lander. No, you, well, no, that'd be the lunar lander, but it was just, like, the part that they went into space. Like right. Before they had shuttles, there was, like, a chunk of the fuselage or whatever that was, like, occupiable space while you were in space. Then you detach from that and came down. But it was, like, one of the early missions where it was just all rocket and whatever. You couldn't go to there, so yep. you were just in the tippy top, and there was no... And it was out. teeny fucking tiny. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. you would just go there. Sounds like fun. Nope. It looked so shitty. Yep. Looked like the worst. Also, I discovered that... Man, I would not want to spend 84 days on this couch with you guys. I know. I would, like, <laughs> right? wouldn't want to spend 84 days, like, locked in a house with you guys. Like, I, see people, I, watch, I watch a lot of Big Brother, and those people go crazy, and they're, like, not in, like, a very small area at all. <laughs> just, like, so shitty. And I guess that's... And lo- what yeah, but in Big Brother, they've got a bathroom. Yeah, they, they have a bathroom... They have beds. A place they can go where they are not literally sitting beside someone else. Well, but they are always on camera. <laughs> ah, they got to have a <laughs> private spot. In Big Brother? No. Yeah. The bathroom. Absolutely. The bathroom. Nope. Cameras in the bathroom. There are cameras, well, pointed at the shower with, like, a privacy thing. So you, they can see your, like, head and your feet. Whatever. You can still get away from everyone right. by locking yourself in the bathroom to take a nice, satisfying, long dump. Yeah, whatever. While you play some Candy Crush. Just look at the guy who gets... Hey John, guess what I'm Eye doing? contact while you're pooping hey John, in the guess, space shuttle. Guess what I'm doing? They brought up knives. 
They had the knives that they brought up because these guys were all Boy Scouts. <clears throat> the first astronauts. What the fuck are you gonna do with a with a with a big Bowie knife in space? Okay, fuck off. You know what? You, you don't know what else is up there. <laughs> you got all bitchy about that. Yeah. And I realized it's I was so like, "Fuck silly. you, John. It is absolutely not silly. Yeah, it's silly. There's fucking cords and shit on the parachute that's in the water. At which point, a knife, like you get fucked up in those cords. Okay, so then you take that knife and you put it in the the stuff that you that you that, like that in the parachute area rather than carrying around a knife with you. What if you got up there and there was a space jellyfish? And just freaking well, lock itself. Well, then you'd get fucking jellied. Or if there, no. was, if there was the risk Minox. of jellyfish, Minox. give him a real weapon. <laughs> like a gun. They had guns. No, no, no. Guns no, no. don't work in no, space. No, no, no. You don't. Gun, guns will pop the, the capsule out. They go off. Dude, we're talking about Americans here, man. Oh, the, my God. Those things would go off like crazy. If you saw the knife, it's just way too big. It's not like a little pocket knife. It's like a... Like, no, no, it's no, smaller no. than a Bowie knife. But yeah, like, like a little yeah. hunting knife. Kind the of. late... 50s, anyway, space whatever. jellyfish and giant ants and shit. I don't know. Stuff you had to worry space about. Space jelly ants. Space jellyfish, right. giant ants. My, my mistake. The way, jelly ants. The way I see it <laughs> I is know. it wasn't necessarily there as a weapon, but more there to cut yourself free of something. Okay. Because okay. you're in space. And what if like, the rest yeah, showed up? If anything tangles me up in space... I would like to not have to be like, I'll slowly untangle this. Okay, that's like an exit door procedure on a plane. What if the Russians showed up? Yeah, it is an exit door procedure on a plane. Uh-huh. And you know what? As an astronaut, I'd be like, as dumb as this is, I'm pretty happy I have this knife. <laughs> as in, I, 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 I disagree so strong. I think it's so ridiculous. I disagree. Uh-huh. Luckle went up four times. Tom Hanks' character from Apollo 13. I was yep. like, huh. Because they had all the... All the mission pictures. Also, hilarious. These pictures of these astronauts who are like... Oh, yeah, lead, being forced to hold lead, the rocket. Leaders in the field of, like, science and exploration and <laughs> Holding everything. a model rocket. All yeah. of these photos have them holding... So many of them holding these model rockets of the rocket that they went up in. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's so fucking demeaning. <laughs> some of them look clearly, like, Top upset Top scientists, like, researchers, yeah. military I'm, I'm experts. Hold rocket. the model, Jim. <laughs> Hold yeah. the little toy. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> look, look. we're just going to take one with you holding the rocket. We're going to take 50 others without it. Like, it's just... <laughs> this is the official NASA photo. Son of a bitch. God damn it's, it. it's going in the Smithsonian. And like, there's one of them like with his arms folded looking smug yeah. next to the rocket. Like, it's on a table. He's like, I'm I not fuck, touching it. I fucking figured this out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not holding this. Craig, job. I am not touching that I'm fucking not rocket. This little arms toy. crossed. Exactly. Can you stand next to it? Fine. I'll do it. So, yeah, yep. aviation. Super interesting. Yep. Super fun. Air. And then we saw this concert where Dave Grohl rode on a throne. A, a like, turbo fucking lit up throne with this was a, a, a rock and roll wheelchair. Yeah, it front page Reddit, right? Well, it was, which, uh, it front page Photoshop battles, which is a default. Okay. So, it front page Reddit awesome. was a photo of his ridiculous chair. So, it front page music. And probably front page, front page art front music. Page My dad said he saw it on the news. Neat. He was like, it was like in like a little like arts entertainment piece or whatever else like that. They were like, because if you don't know, mm-hmm. Dave Grohl felt off the stage. Sweden. Sweden. And he, do- he, to- he, he told the story. At, like, in on a delight- stage. Delightful was, little thing. He was yeah. like, hang on. He's like, play the clip of me falling off. Play it again. Man, that's embarrassing. (laughs) And he's like, I ate shit, you guys. Like, I fell and ate shit. Dislocated his ankle and shattered his leg bone. Leg. I forget which one it was. The little one in the back at the bottom. Broken, like, cleanly detached. No, 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 no. In the leg, but, like, you know, below the knee. Tibia, the fibia. I don't know, one of them. Tibia or fibia. One of them. Mm, Yep. Anyway, like, anatomy, guys. We are not scientists. And detached. Yep. And uh, subsequently. He was like, then played a song while the guy reset his ankle, or yeah. and then Popped on stage because he was like, I would like to get this done. And the guy was like, You need to leave. It's actually broken. It's actually broken. Then he left. Then he came back, finished his set, sang two or three more songs, probably then, on a lot of drugs. Oh yeah, like yeah. well for sure. He's like, and here's a picture of me with a morphine drip. He's like, Look at how happy I am. Do you know what that is in my hand? Morphine. <laughs> 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 he's like, then I played a couple songs, and he's like, I was feeling real good. And then, like, reality set in, and I was, they were like, you need to stay off of this leg. So then I was like, yeah, well, I'm not canceling the 4th of July show. For, which I didn't actually realize it ahead of time, but this was not only the 20th anniversary of the Foo Fighters, it is also the, like, Sonic Highway's 
team up concert and also a Fourth of July thing. So and it's like the a kick, whole, and it's the for, was the first date on the North American tour, right? So it's like a whole bunch of stuff coming all together that for they this. had announced super right. far in advance. They yeah. announced this like way before any of the rest of the tour. Yep. So it was like a pretty big deal for them, obviously. Sure, sure. And he, they were like, well, you know, if you can play and keep your leg elevated, so he's like, I'm on it. He's like, okay, like. So he's like, so I came up with a plan. And then, like, on the big screens that showed his initial design. which Morphined was like, up, like, like crayon drawing. Exactly, it was like, like FF, F, a circle, a chair. And then he had, like, an arrow-pointing smoke machine. And then, like, kind of a platform. And then he yeah. wrote lights and shit. Guitar necks, lights and shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, and then I gave it to the boys, like, on the road crew. Yep. To see what they could build. And then they built this throne. Honestly, pretty quickly, right? It was, like, three weeks ago. I broke yeah, two or three weeks. Yeah. It looks super cool. Shit came together. And also, yeah. like... He, uh, the Foo Fighters typically perform with a big giant catwalk out in front of them that Dave like runs out on to get like more into the crowd. Yep. So this thing moved and would could go like zoom zoom, zoom yeah. like out into the crowd. <laughs> that presumably he had it like it was the the long pause the first time he did it during like Everlong. Yeah, where he kind of got this like weird little smile on his face and was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like pushed a button and then it was like. Zzz. And <laughs> just like rolled out into the crowd. Yep. Fucking crowd goes ape shit, and he's like, "Yeah!" And then presses the button, and zzz, and then comes back in. Pretty awesome. Super fun. They played a lot. So in addition, they played what two and a half hours? No, dude, they went on at nine thirty, maybe nine forty-five, and they finished at midnight. I would say two hours, two and a half, like max, max, max. And even then, in that two and a half, there was like a bunch of talking, right? Like he spent a while telling stories. Like he brought his mom on stage, and he told stories about growing up in D.C., and he spent a whole bunch of time thanking all the bandmates and, like, going through mm. more more introduction and, like, this is such and such on the drums and, like, giving, giving like, more spiel because it's the 20th anniversary. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I felt like this was a little more self-indulgent as a, as a concert than I would have expected, but but it's because it was kind of like a like a birthday present to themselves, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. and also, like... I don't know. I think bigger rock bands can get away with a little oh, culture sure, personality sure. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and... And I mean, like, like for sure, like we 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 talk Metallica about, used to do that, like on the yeah. Black Tour, they would fucking come out and just riff on each other and right. yeah, have but, drum solo offs and yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, like Metallica is one of them. But I'm like, there are not many bands that are Foo Fighters big. Sure, like sure. they are. Prop, like I mean, like a soft rock or like whatever. You too. No. You too. You too is the big show. Is. They're not good as like Foo Fighters <laughs> are better, that but big, they yeah. they will come to town with a seventy five thousand ticket event. Right. right. Yeah, and or and then do it twice. Yeah. Like when they were at the Hippodrome, what two or three, three nights? Three nights in a row. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. And that was all fifty thousand plus. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. You so too. there's like you two, Foo Fighters, Rolling Stones. And uh, I don't even. Uh, Foo Fighters are definitely not as big as those guys. I I think you vastly underestimate how popular the Foo Fighters are, man. Like, they are such a big fucking band. I don't think the Foo Fighters could sell out. Bands like that are still bel- playing and, and putting out Did you say records, the Bell Center? Right? Three nights in a row? They Well, yeah. in Washington, they're not, they're they put 80,000 people in there. It wasn't 80. Yeah, we've, as we all reach for our phones to find out the exact capacity of the thing. I'll let you do it. I, yeah. they, they could do three nights at the Bell Center. They could, yeah, yeah, they could probably do, do the big O if they really wanted to. Interesting. Okay, well, anyway, whatever. And, um, and like, there, there were bands that were big like that. There's okay, not but you a can't put them on the same lot. level as the Stones. No, no, right? because the Stones, the, Stones, the Stones could sell out any arena that they decided to play a show right. in. But they're also from any a different time. era. Okay, okay, that's fine, but they're still, you know, Foo Fighters isn't this big. Same thing with U2. Like, they, they have an extra, like, decade and a half on the Foo Fighters, and, and like, great success in, as a, as a pop, pop music, whereas Foo Fighters are more on the, like, rock side, and pop music is going to just appeal to a wider audience than, than rock will. You can't put you can't put that all in the same the same category. I'm just trying to I'm still trying to think of other bands that are still putting out music or are still touring that could right. could do a stadium tour easily. Prince? No. Maybe. I don't, I don't think so. Prince I don't think Prince, Prince could do a stadium Prince tour. Prince didn't sell out. Maybe not. Like he's very popular, but like right. I don't know if he would do a stadium tour. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac sold out the Bell Center. Hundred and something dollar tickets. I don't think Foo Fighters. I don't think they would do it because they're nice to their fans. But also, I don't think that they could sell it to Bell. So the capacity of RFK is about fifty thousand people. Okay. So So, and there was the back section that wasn't done, but then the floor was all the way full. Okay, but you could fit way more people in the stands. Yeah, so it'd be easily forty thousand people. I would say were there. Okay. So, sure. Yeah, and that's that was pretty much capacity. Like I can't imagine. Like all the sections that were closed off were. 
closed off. Yeah, yeah. It was a, like also the whole place was a clusterfuck. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the place is a fucking nightmare. Like, I don't like I said for Ben. First of all, yeah, like Rolling Stones, whatever. For bands that started in the nineties, I don't think anyone's bigger. You might be right. Like other bands, like bands that are bigger, I think are sitting on bigger bodies of work and yeah. like more time or whatever. Like because you two we said started in the eighties, Rolling yeah, Stones started in the sixties. Like Metallica, like I said, like yeah. even then, even then they started in the eighties. They yeah, had like yeah. a, they had a, what eighty five, even earlier than that. Maybe even earlier. So like yeah. that's like a f- 10, 15 year head start on uh, Foo Fighters. Who started in ninety five, like sure. So what about other acts? Huh? Other the other acts. acts. Okay, so Red Gold Green. We'll go back, back and forward. So uh, yeah, Red Gold Green. Oh, this local band. Yeah, that was kind of cool. They got I, to one I guess they were buddies of Dave, something like that. They weren't even on the card. They just like opened up the thing. I, th- I think they were just kind of like. They knew doors were at 12, and then they only had people starting at around 2. Yeah. So they were like... Let's get somebody in there. <laughs> oh, this is neat. So the whole stage was a gigantic turntable that was bisected by a barrier. So, like, one act would be playing, and then literally the next act would be, would be getting set up. And so as it would turn, the next act would start, and there was, like, like not even 60 seconds of downtime between the two. Maybe nice. 60 seconds. Like you heard, like, thank you, good night. And then, like, doo, 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 and, doo, and it's, like, like the other band's already, like, playing yeah. as the stadium's, as, like, the... the it spins into as it starts to spin, like you hear them before you see them because like the other band's still saying goodbye yeah. while they were starting. So ran like other than the rain delay, yep. ran super non stop for twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty was amazing. Heart. Heart. Joan Jet. Uh, Joan Jet, I just I don't think I would ever want to see a Joan Jet show because I love rock and roll is a fine song. Yep. I just don't care about the rest of her body of work. I think you don't know how much she sang. Like I, yeah. like I don't think you're a big Joan Jett fan. You probably knew every song she played. Absolutely, like, maybe not everyone. Maybe I hate myself for loving you. Yeah, she sings Cherry Bomb still. Uh, what else is there? Uh, my generation. Yeah, I don't know. Bad reputation. Bad, bad reputation. Too. My bad. Like not my generation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I'm just saying, but like you know, way more of her song, uh, Crimson and Clover. Yep. That's a cover. No. Even if it is. We looked it up. Yeah. I think the cover's on her. Like, the the version you're thinking of is a cover of her song. Uh, anyway, yeah. whatever. Like, ev- even if you're not, like, like a lot of these a lot of these artists that were there, like LL Cool J was there. A lot, a lot of this stuff is, like, spinning. way different, you know, like, sounds. Yeah, like exactly. Like, Trouble Funk, an hour of funk, you know, right after fucking Joan Jett. You go know, go. like It's go-go. Whatever. The, <laughs> the, 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 like, totally different stuff, but all of these were, like, artists yeah, doing yeah. on a very buddy professional guy. show. Yeah, just, buddy guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, Clark, uh, again, Clark just, just Joan Jett. I don't, I don't understand her, <laughs> her massive celebrity. I just, I've never got it. It's she, right place, right time. Yeah. Like, like she was kind of the, like the fact that she was just a girl punk rocker, like the fact that the Runaways were a band of girls punk rockers, which I think was like. But like, why was she the standout? Like, she wasn't just fucking Cherry she just was the fucking one who stuck dicked around. around and left and became a mess up. Okay, but like, like then she started the black art. It's like it like Mary Cherry and Joan Jett would have been as big as each other if they had both kept going. But then she fucked off and then hmm. Joan Jett started Joan Jett moved from LA to New York, started the black arts I, and then I don't became, know. I just, joined the New York punk scene. I'm not I'm not saying her her scene is terrible or bad. I I just don't understand why she became because she was the girl that was doing it that was also good looking. Yeah. And and also could sing. Like yeah, yeah. yeah like, this is not an untalented lady. You're looking at me like I'm an insane yeah, person. Yeah, no, I just... Well, like, <laughs> I don't we're, know. we're saying singing in the punk rock sense. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, Johnny Rotten sang, you guys. <laughs> like Iggy Pop. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just... I don't think she is Iggy Pop, and I don't think she is the no. Ramones. And, and I don't, I don't think, think she... And I don't think she is Giggy, Iggy Pop. Like, no. I don't think that people react to her like Iggy Pop. I don't, I don't Pop think she is stage. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame... Real okay, that I disagree with. I would say she's absolutely rock and roll. Hall Isn't of fame. like Prince and shit in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That thing is like not, not very Wait, well protected. Well, why would Madonna Prince not be? <laughs> I was like, no, I, I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not going to get in an argument about the, the Rock, rock and, and Roll, roll Hall of Fame, fame being yeah. all about rock and roll. I just don't think she's like. She loves rock and roll. You see? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's just one of the big guns in in. Like I kind of disagree. Like, like I. Really, I don't think she would be a headliner for a rock show, and she just seems to get like this. Oh my God, it's Joan Jett! 
No, I think I, she's I don't because feel that she had a couple her. of I don't, I don't MTV think, hits. I don't think out of the seven of us anyway. I don't think anybody was like that. Was saying like, "Oh my God, it's Joan Jett!" You know, like people flipping out. But you're but like, it's just, shit. She, she was part of music in yeah, America. She's like historically like, she's just important. Yeah. I, again, I've never understood. Never understood it. Her musical importance. Okay. Like she's to me, she's equivalent to Pat Benatar. Someone who has a couple of songs that I know, and the radio yeah. seems a little more obsessed with her than they should be. And I don't know. I think it's just like I think it was the first girl who like was punk, and then <coughs> first girl who was punk who like made it big, and then like was like oh, because it was like it's absolutely punk, like was and is like very much boys' music typically, you know. So mm-hmm. you have like a girl up there doing it. Rock is. I mean, how do you feel? It doesn't about mean heart. that it's right. The same, the same level, but a, a personal preference for heart, heart. songs yeah. over Joan Jett. Fuck that heart. Is, sucked. Would, yeah, <laughs> I, don't about, I, don't about, I don't know about sucked. I think they had sound issues. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm not sure I'd want to go see Heart live now. But if yeah. I was going to get into a car and I was going to be stuck in that car and I had a choice of one CD and only one CD and for the whole between road Between Hart and Joan Jett. Joan Jett's greatest hits and Hart's greatest hits. I would okay. choose Hart. Here's the thing. John and I listened to Hart's greatest hits and it's we a did. lot of crap. It is. Like, like totally. Like they The good bleed. songs are quite good. But they all bleed into each other. And, but yeah. then the ballads all sound like fucking garbage ballads. Yeah. Like they all... Completely indistinguishable from another. Remember, the eighties guys were a time of towering highs and terrible lows <laughs> in the world of music. Okay, and, and this heart heart occupied both of those spaces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, super fucking good, buddy guy. Buddy guy was amazing, and yeah. he he's the only person I've ever seen ever go in front of an entire arena, a sold out show, and be like, "You guys fucked it up." <laughs> and to the to the sound text, like the yeah. text. No, like, no, no. I, he was talking to us. He was trying to get people to, like, sing one of the refrains to his song, and then people were, like, not all singing at the same time. He was talking to the audience. Okay. He told the <laughs> audience that they fucked it up, which yeah. is amazing. <laughs> for the, for, like, if you don't know who Buddy Guy is. I, I do. Okay. Yes. Like, super, super old school blues. Yeah, like blues wizard. legend. Yeah. It was, like, basically one of the guys also super responsible for bringing, like, starting Chicago blues, like, bringing mm-hmm. southern blues up North. to Chicago yeah. and whatever. Like, yeah. So he had he had like a living legend, buddy guy. Yeah, <laughs> he had a like an a effect, like a body language on the stage that was similar to Santana. Like he's up there, he doesn't give two shits. He's totally comfortable with forty thousand people watching his every fucking move, yeah. and it was like like it impresses impressive in and of itself to watch that go on. Yeah, yeah. Gary Clark Jr. is in the like y- almost a younger version of that. A little. Gary Clark Jr. also fucking killed it. Like yeah, he was, he so was also just like blues rock. Yep. Right. And just like so fucking tight. And you're just like, like, that's what John was saying. He's like, he's like, yep. I don't really care about blues rock. And he's like, and I've never heard never Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. before, but he's like, I'm just like captivated by their performance. And it, it's not just somebody going up and like swinging a guitar around. It's like, this guy is an artist. This is a performance and he is going to perform for it. Like, like he's just so professional and so, so much attention to detail. It was just like. You know, like any any really good piece of art, even if you're not into that style of art, when it's at the peak of its game, like you can get into it. Like even if you're not into painting or whatever, you see like a something done by one of the masters. You know, you can you can get you can appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. I felt like it was like that. I was like w- witnessing a master performance. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, super good. Yeah. Trombone Shorty also was Trombone Shorty was incredible. Yeah. He did a like a trumpet solo thing. Brain he, he can circular breathing. Oh yeah! For several minutes, that was amazing. Like, <laughs> like, like the and like, and like, like long enough that everybody gets quiet, and then like cheers and anticipation. And then everybody like, gets quiet. It has again. to end. Yeah. <laughs> Still going. Cheers again because it must be coming to an end. Quiet. Yeah. Cheers again. Like it was like it, it kept like so dying long. and just like kept going. And I was like, he's going. His brain's going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> like, his he, lungs are. Going he to also burn. did the trumpet cover of Brain Stew. Yeah, which was incredible. Honestly, <laughs> like like he started playing it. I'm like, wait a minute, I know this song, <laughs> and it was so good. Burder, 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 or trombone. No, yeah. he's on trombone, trombone for that one. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he does. Anyway, do 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 do. Like completely yeah. instrumental. I was like, yeah. this is the best. Yeah, super good, super awesome show. And yeah. and and like it also. It makes me kind of sad about uh, shows like Oshiaga mm-hmm. that like pander much more to like just like indie music 
kind of stuff. Because, okay. like, even at Oshiaga, like, there's a lot of genres, but other than a couple of the headliners, most of them are very contemporary bands. Like, sure. a few of the headliners will maybe be, like, like, they'll be, like, your Nick Caves and your Elvis Costellos, whatever. But there's right. only ever, like, a handful of them. Because I was, like... And I, and, I mean, I also saw it at the show. Like, if you compare how many people were there for the Foo Fighters... Right. Versus even how many people were there for any other time before the Foo Fighters. Like, yeah. the Foo Fighters probably put 10,000 people into that stadium. Uh, like, maybe. yeah, no, dude. It was not... F- the upper bowl wasn't yeah. packed yeah. until after 9. The upper bowl maybe. was sparse. I, th- I think there was, like, like, a continuous stream of people going in and out, and just, like, everybody came in and sat down. But, I mean, you're also talking about the 4th of July. Yeah. yeah. People... I don't know, man. People I, might just want to go to a concert to end off their night. Yeah, not. It's possible, yeah. but at the and same time, but at, but your it, ticket it, still gets you in to see Yellow Cool J and Buddy Guy and Hart and, and, like and whatever. for the record, like it was ninety bucks, something like that, eighty bucks. Yeah. This was like such a reasonably priced concert for the amount an all day of concert. an all day concert that was like nonstop music that was amazing artists. And the whole everybody way basically like stars in their field. Yeah, like maybe yeah. not stadium e- stars. Even Joan Jett. Had, had special moments in, in the, like, the history of music. Like, every yeah. one of them was special. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm not saying they could all fill stadiums. I'm not saying I would have walked out when she got on stage. I don't know, man. Maybe but, like, you did. Every single one of these bands could play Metropolis. With the you exception saying, like, of Red, Gold, Green. I might not have held yeah. it in. If, it, if she's, ladies and gentlemen, Joan Jett, I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm going to go my shot to go take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, with the exception of Red, Gold, Green that was not on the card, every yeah. one of these bands would have like at least... Played Metropolis, sure, sure, like which is like the biggest non-Bell Center venue in the I'm city. I'm surprised you haven't said anything about LL Cool J. LL Cool J was the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about this to Scott. I was like, yeah. it was also LL Cool J with Z Trip, and uh-huh. we did mention some microphone problems, but also, but the way that they did the set, yeah, was to me like, I mean, I don't go to old school block party. Yeah, exactly. Like the fact that like in between songs, Z Trip would like mix other non-LL Cool J songs yeah. and then mix into an LL Cool J song for LL Cool J to like rap so there were yeah. like these breaks in between songs where like the DJ was like keeping the crowd hype instead of just like song stop song start right. like he was mixing like there was and then Z-Trip opened up the opened up the set with just a Z-Trip set where there was like Beastie Boys and like was there even Daft Punk? I think there was even Daft mm. Punk because I remember being like remember. when in doubt played Daft, Daft Punk, Punk. Yeah. <laughs> was, I think he did like a brief, uh, like, harder, better, faster, stronger. You might be right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, it wasn't like he, I mean, Easy Trip, who, like, speed drops shit like crazy anyway. So it wasn't like, he didn't linger on it too long, yeah. but I was like, nah. There were, there <laughs> Z-Trip were, performing in front of a stadium show. Still played Daft Punk, because that's going to get the crowd hype. There were dancing flippy dudes doing, yeah. you know. B-Boys came out also, like. He gave roses to girls. Yep. Because yeah, <laughs> ladies love cool James. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's that artist who. Really appeals to both dudes and ladies. Yeah, I guess so. hip hop. Like, How do you feel about LL Cool J? Because um, I feel like he's the Joan Jett of hip hop. What? What? <laughs> 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 what is he? Other than just he hung out with famous people, but like, what did he do? Mama said, "Knock you out." That's a good fucking tune, man. Yeah, but whatever. That's I love rock and roll. We're at one for one. Yeah. Because uh, I know Keith like, is absolutely going to be able to name a Joan Jett song for every LL Cool J. I know, I know. I'm not the hugest LL Cool J fan. I'm not going to go okay. song I, for song I, I know he this. was important. Especially I know. after you saw Joan Jett this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw LL Cool J. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. If I you mean, had a chance to go see another concert, one of the artists, and it was Joan Jett or LL Cool J, you LL got free cool tickets J. and they're both at the same night. Uh, Who's spinning for LL Cool J? If it was Z Trip, I'd probably go to LL Cool J. If it was just LL Cool J, I'd probably go Joan Jett. Like, if he was with Z Trip, I'd be going, because I was like, I'm a big Z Trip fan. I was like more hyped for Z Trip than LL Cool J. <laughs> I, one of the rare people. Right out of Kansas City, DJ huh. Z Trip. <laughs> Neat. Neato. Keith, I think you just, we owe you congratulations on your 47th birthday. <laughs> that answer. What? That I'd rather go see Joan Jett? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she like I think you're 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 like I feel like you and my mom her. would would be the only two people who would Did you go see answer. Joan Jett and then she like slapped you or something? Is there something personal going on here? It's it's not personal. It's not just, like she's that she's one of those pet peeves of of celebrity for me. Just huh. I don't you She was, watch she, was in, she was uh, inducted into Hall of Fame right. this year, I think. Okay. Really? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was really recently. I was just Probably like, because she had like three tracks in Guitar Hero and everybody started listening to her again. <laughs> There's like a lot of artists that are in that space. <laughs> like Living Color? Yeah. 
Like, why did those, those... What was it? They played some huge fucking concert. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I sorry, know who yeah. Buckethead is. Damn it. Yeah. Right. Buckethead. Oh, Buckethead? So fuck you, man. Buckethead's awesome. I know. I know. But, like, he was that guy that... Oh, Buckethead is great. What is he? You know, Slash. But then... No, listen, I don't But then like, it was like people who knew a lot about music knew who Buckethead was yeah. up until Guitar Hero. Right, right. right. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know Buckethead. I'm like, no, you know that. that the Guitar one Hero song, song from the like extra <laughs> difficult track yeah. of Guitar Hero. Remember when Buckethead played with Primus? Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was, he never was the regular guitarist in Primus. No, but, but he would, the ballad of Buckethead was a great Yeah, exactly. Song. But he would like routinely come in and like jam out a couple of songs and make, what was that guy's name? The regular guitarist. I used to know his name. I used yeah. to know the name of the Primus guys. And I was like, how do you... Just, I just know less, less Claypool yeah, 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 the well, bassist. But yeah, but... It, fuck. My head keeps the going other to guy. Flea, but it's not no, no, no. Flea. It's like Brain or something. Okay. Like, it's something... He's a, the guitarist has, like, a single name, I feel. And I was always like, how do you how do you cope with that? You're just sort of like, ladies and gentlemen, Buckethead. And then, like, regular guitarist for Primus leaves. Buckethead comes out and is like, my Fucking guitar is magical. Destroys <laughs> and everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> like pulling laser noises. Like, <laughs> you know what? I think of all the guitarists and all the rock bands, the guy from Primus probably has it best because he's the only lead guitarist who's not playing. Who's not leading. Lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, like every day he comes out there and the bassist takes lead of every song. I guess yep. your ego's already been <laughs> exactly under control. <laughs> Primus is one of those bands that. Like, if you talk to anyone who's 10 years younger than us, they have no idea who Primus is. No way. Primus Man, was around I, for a while. I talk to my coworkers who are the cool music coworkers, yeah. and I'm just like, my name is Mud, was playing on this this video I saw. It was so cool. And I, I don't know that song. I'm just, it blows my mind. Did they immediately get ca- caught by the song? Because, I, I like, like, Primus has a bunch of tunes that are, like, instantaneously catchy. And Lur. Yeah. What? His name is Blur? Lur. Slur, Herb, and Les. Wow, because it's Larry, Tim, and Les. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I I would never have guessed that, <laughs> and I feel embarrassed because my brother like basically only listened to Primus for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, no I was like, yeah, you know Primus. My name is Mud. When one known as Big Brown, Brown Beaver. Beaver, and that that just was like, <laughs> conversation stopped. Would she showed it off to all her friends. But it was. The who was a race car driver? Sailing the seas of cheese. Jerry was a race car, Jerry driver. Was a race car driver. Fucking they d- he did it. They did a tune with fucking Tom fucking Waits, Tommy the Cat. Yeah. Like and it, the conversation just stopped. Like yeah. I was talking about Sailing. Martian yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Amazing. But then you didn't listen to like the buzz enough. Do they know local H? Well, hold on, but but like the buzz it's went into a sad place after we got a little older. Like we all tuned out when we got. I suppose you know, it's, it's when they started the playing um, Bush. Yeah. Machine Head. Yeah. <laughs> Every <laughs> hour on the hour, <laughs> Machine Head. The thing about Buckethead, by Buckethead I mean Primus, yep. is I've always felt that they're like uh, like a mic- a great mixtape band. Because like an album of it is a lot. It is. Like, just like... And you're just like... I, just, oh I was watching God. TSN like a year ago, and the NBA promo video they had was the baseline from My Name is Mud. And I was like, this... This is so awesome! Like it's basketball and Primus, and like, yeah. uh, just weird and random. And but it worked. It, it worked really well, but I couldn't share it with any of the people because the people my age all listen to like the Virgin ninety six radio at work, and the people who are younger who have cooler music tastes, you know, the people who'd be into Childish Gambino, just were just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Seriously, and this Beaver song sounds terrible. What? <laughs> and it was done. <laughs> Fuck all of them. <laughs> we know Big Brown Beaver is a great tune. <laughs> a hard sell without having it instantly at hand. Yep. Yeah, I, I I, that. Also, even if, you just, even if you just played Primus, I feel that, like, you need, A, you need to be in, like, the right headspace, and B, it's not, like... All-the-time music. It's not all-the-time music, yeah. and you're not just sort of, like, check out this jam, like, and it's just, like, heavy, heavy bass slapping like yeah. <laughs> with like kind of droning guitar in the background and then like southern vocals s- southern like fast pet phase like do you remember the cowboy yeah. video that's the one my name is mud is it or no, one it's big brown beaver. Beaver. yeah where they're like they have the gigantic plastic oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have the crazy big plastic uh outfits. that video Crazy cool, yep. super weird. And they also they did um, they did a devil went down the Georgia with uh, bass. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Super cool. Yeah. 
It's me making bass noises, everybody. I've been doing it for a while. Without yep. a primus, it's kind of hard not to. In case you thought that he actually had a bass. I had a sweet <laughs> bass. In conclusion, in primus should have been at that show. No, nope. <laughs> I don't know if they would have really fit in in that particular <laughs> crowd. Would but it would it would wouldn't have been would that they surprising. fit in in any crowd? They, they no, there's like you could set they, up. They got tied in with grunge. For no reason. Like, well, they didn't. Yeah, they're not grunge. I feel like Primus and Faith No More fans are probably overlap. Ooh, good call. Like, oh, I, I, think that's, I think that's a thing. Like, but like, they well, were they were when they were on TV when they were on the radio they were like alternative rock like yeah. Sonic Youth and Nirvana <laughs> and Primus. You're like, wait, no, one of those is not <laughs> like the others. Yeah, but I think there was a, there was there was a lot of stuff that like had that. Like you just got like lumped into alternative stuff. Like what? Butthole surfers. Butthole surfers is another mm-hmm. one. Like even they were they were like a band for like fifteen years before Pepper. Yeah. Hit. Even Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like they're funk best yeah, they're, best funk. metal Grammy when they won the best metal yeah. Grammy. But they're like they're but like didn't they win it over. It was like, like Metallica and yeah. Guns N' Roses, yeah. and like it was just a ridiculous but they're like, thing. They're basically funk, right? Like they're yeah. like no. punk funk. Oh. Okay, but in back in the day. They were like metal funk, kind of, but then, and then a little bit of alternative. But I'm I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying recent. I'm saying at the time of Primus and Sonic Youth and whatever. I'm like at the time, it was just like a lot of give it away, a lot of groovy bass lines with heavy guitars. It was still like heavier than something you would you would call funk. Yeah, but the bass line was super, super, super funk related, and like, but you're not. It didn't have a lot to do with grunge or anything, but they would be like in that Lollapalooza. Yep. But then they became shitty pop. That happens. So sad. Happens to the best of us. They, th- those guys were like, the, I think the first time that I had that discussion with people, we were like, can you forgive artists just being like, guys, I just want to retire with a couple of million dollars, you know? That's <laughs> what I feel like the later Red Hot Chili Peppers albums are. They're all just like, nope, we're going to make some money with some nice songs that are going on the radio, make some people happy, and uh, we're done. R.E.M. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of R.E.M., but they just kept making albums. Yeah. And I just kept buying them. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think the last two physical CDs that I purchased were both R.A.M. CDs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think, is the one with Drive, uh, New Adventures in Hi-Fi, would be one of the last ones no, that I got? The, no, oh, one of the last ones you got. There's yeah. so many after that. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, like how, many, how many Foo Fighters albums do you think there are? <laughs> oh, yeah. M- more. Same thing with Weezer. There's a lot of those records. Yeah, they kind of pumped out a whole bunch after uh, Pinkerton that uh, were pretty yeah. forgettable. So new one isn't terrible. Uh, I think everything other than Green Album wasn't terrible. Like, I listened to Maladrot, I listened yeah. to Make Believe. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah, I listened to Everything's yeah. going to be all right. And they're, like, they're all not fantastic. Like, they're certainly, and I don't even, and I don't even know if Pinkerton's even fantastic or if I've just listened to it a thousand times. Like, yeah. you know? I don't know, man. Not fantastic or, like, not terrible is just not no, it, acceptable. No, it's not, not from terrible. A band it's it's fully listenable. Like, you can listen to the entire album and, like, at no point be like, this is crappy. So I disagree. I've turned them off in anger and disappointment. On Green Album or anything after? Many of those other ones. Oh. I, like, I've been like, huh, I haven't listened to, to Weezer in a while. Let's see what's up. And I can't listen to the whole album for a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, I will take the, the radio hit, and that's it. Yeah. And it's sad because they fucking put out the Blue Album. What happened, that's guys? Because uh, as acclaimed author Chuck Klosterman has stated, uh-huh. Rivers Cuomo is not a very good lyricist. Okay. Or a good songwriter. Yep. And Pinkerton and Weezer were good because things were fucked up in his life, and he's a very literal writer, mm-hmm. so he could create good art because he was like fucked up transposing <laughs> his shittiness into the music, which was good. And then his life got good. Good. And then he's like, uh oh, pork and beans. Yeah, I have no. I, he's like my <laughs> creative. Nothing to write about. He's like it. my creative juice comes from like literally yeah. writing down how I'm feeling and like how I write music and whatever. That's like Chuck Glosterman like had this yeah, theory yeah. on like. Why Weezer kind of started sucking. And he's okay, like, so what? Okay, would this be acceptable then to go and do terrible things to Rivers Cuomo on the sly, make the music come back and be good, <laughs> and then um, yeah, and I addicted to heroin, Rivers, <laughs> right, or whatever, so, something like that. Maybe not involving murder if we could avoid it, but but if we got another blue album out of it, would the world thank us in the end? I think they would. Yeah, but I, I think it would be. Way more difficult than you think it would be because to make a man's so life miserable. No, to make Rivers Cuomo's life miserable. <laughs> we can do it. I feel like we're we're pretty clever boys. If we is put it, our, we our put our minds thought? to it. 
Uh, it is. We have uh, like three minutes remaining, so I like I would be happy to end on making Rivers' life miserable, so we could get a blue album too. Right. But if anyone out there sees Rivers Cuomo, uh-huh. just spill something on him. Yeah. Yeah, but I, it's got to be like deep. Sleep with his yeah. girlfriend. Right. Well, or his mom. Ah, uh, be like a real douchebag who dates his mom and then start calling him son, even though you're younger than he oh, is. Oh, that's good. Be like, you're kind of like my son now, Rivers. <laughs> hey, oh, I remember when I was 11 listening to the Blue Album. You make ask him, <laughs> ask him to help you pick stuff up. And yeah, yeah. Exactly. You mind, mind cleaning up your room there? Pick you up know? some KY for uh, you're gonna me and Mom. <laughs> the new no, no, like make him do the dishes. <laughs> oh, and son, you, Then a great song comes out called Fuck You, New Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is really the fucking best Weezer song in years. Instantly relatable. Yep. <laughs> Part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess that was that. So I everyone out there, go, go go fuck his do, mom. Do something mean to Rivers. <laughs> I guess that's it. Bye, friends. site in general uh please take the time to like us on facebook we are number nine to five d-o-t-c-c nine to five dot c-c on facebook and uh also follow us on twitter we're at sign number nine to number five c-c on twitter so uh and also be sure to check back on the site for something on mondays probably uh we have zombies and loathing after the bomb usually on tuesdays we have a new comic in 95 illustrated every wednesday a new podcast every week usually on thursday it's either going to be a 90s or a go plug yourselves and on fridays we have fine arts with either sophie and scott and uh you know maybe john will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point too you can only hope all right thanks nine to five dot cc we're not working why should you Thanks for listening.